Happy Sabbath. My name is Kaylee, and I'm in eighth grade. And my name is Natalie, and I'm in seventh grade. We go to PAA together. We are going to tell you about how Moses had a strong faith in God, even though he wanted to, he wanted sometimes to give up. God told Moses to lead the Israelites to freedom through a burning bush, but Moses didn't want to because he didn't think he had the strength, but God believed in him. So Moses decided to lead the Israelites free, but Pharaoh didn't let them free. So Moses asked God, what should I do? God told him to show the Pharaoh plagues so he could know that there is only one God. When it was the final plague and his son died, he led the Israelites free. We know that this means that you can trust God no matter what you're going through. And that you should trust God because he loves you no matter what you do. And he will get you through everything. Now we are going to be singing, Oh, Happy Day, because it was a happy day when the Israelites made it to the promised land. And it's a happy day today because we know that Jesus will never leave us.
Hi, my name is Bianca, and I'm in seventh grade, and I go to PA. My name is Blake Nelson, and I'm in eighth grade, and I also go to PA. Abraham was one of the first Bible heroes. Trusting in God isn't always easy, but Abraham trusted him. Genesis 12, 4, and 5 say Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. He took his wife Sariah, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired for the land of Canaan, and they arrived. Would you believe that Abraham was 75 years old when he made his journey? My grandma's actually almost 75, but I think she could never do something like that. I mean, taking nothing but your faith, loved ones, and possessions, as well as leaving your home, that sounds impossible. But my mom did it. When she was about eight years old, my grandma, my uncle, and my mom all moved to America from Finland. She had to leave her home behind just like Abraham did, which must have been hard. But they both had faith in God and made it safely. And that's why Abraham deserves to be a Bible hero, because he had faith in God no matter what, and he always did as God asked him, no matter how difficult it was. Abraham was a godly man, but like all of us, he made mistakes. One of his mistakes was not telling the truth, which caused problems for him and others. When they moved to Egypt, Abraham encouraged Sarah, who was his wife, to tell Pharaoh that she was his sister, which was half true, for they had the same father but different mothers. Because he was afraid that her beauty would catch Pharaoh's attention, Pharaoh did not. Uh, Pharaoh did notice Sarah, and he married her, and plagues fell across all of Egypt. Pharaoh discovered that he had been deceived. He sent for Abraham and asked for an explanation. Abraham said he was afraid that Pharaoh would kill him so he could take Sarah as his wife, so he lied. Pharaoh kicked Sarah and Abraham out of Egypt. Years later, he did the same thing to Abimelech by saying that Sarah was his sister. God came to Abimelech in a dream and said, You are a dead man, for the woman you have taken is already married. So Abimelech asked why Abraham had deceived him by lying to him. Abraham replied again that he was afraid that Abimelech would kill him and take Sarah as his own. Psalms 116.11 says, In my anxiety, I cried out to you, all these people are liars, which is true. Hasn't everyone lied at least once in their life? I think all of us have lied at one time or another, trying to sneak out of a problem. Have you ever lied to your parents about eating candy or being on your electronics when you weren't supposed to? I know I have. It makes it easier to lie again, and it also makes you feel bad. Just think, what would the world be like without any lying? Wouldn't it be a better place to live? I know we've all made mistakes, but we can, but we have a loving God who's ready and willing to forgive us. God had had faith in Abraham, even when though he knew Abraham's many mistakes. God still made Abraham the father of his great nation, the Israelites. No matter what happens, we need to remember that God is with us, believing in us, and forgiving us, leading us, and always willing to be our rock. Now we are, are going to sing Rock of My Soul.
Good morning, church family. <laughs> this is Devon Martella. She's in seventh grade, and she's attending Paradise Adventist Academy. Happy Sabbath, everyone. This is Andreas Batten. He's in eighth grade, and he also attends PAA with me. So, Andreas, who's your favorite Bible hero? Mm, if I were to have to say, I'd have to say Noah. Who is Noah? Uh, you know the guy who built the ark? Ark? <laughs> Yeah, people thought he was crazy and that he had gone senile, but despite all that, he still had faith in God. Faith? Oh, that reminds me of one of my favorite songs when I was younger. It's from a verse in the Bible, from Luke 17, 6. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains, move mountains. Faith as small as a mustard seed will move mountains by the power of God. Believe what Jesus said was true. Believe he meant it just for you. Wait and see what God will do as you pray. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains by the power of God. Yeah, Yeah. faith like that reminds me of the time my mom got into a a car accident. (laughs) I was in the car with my dad, and he suddenly got a phone call. He gave me a solemn look and broke news to me of what had happened. I didn't know what to do. I started breaking down and crying, but then I remembered something that we should, the first thing that we should do, pray. I prayed to God for a solid 30 minutes about keeping my mom safe, but if that isn't what he wanted it, then let it be his will to take her life. But no matter the outcome, I had faith that God would make the right decision. When I saw her in the hospital, fine, I started crying tears of joy knowing that God made the decision that would make me happy, and that made the experience the nearest to God I ever felt. Oh, I know that feeling. I was praying hard for my mom, too. When I was two years old, my mom came here in the United States by herself to study and left me with my grandparents at the Philippines. I didn't quite understand at first why my mom was crying when we dropped her off at the airport, but as time went by, I started missing her. It was hard, yes. We Skyped every single day, but it was different. I wanted her there. I wanted her next to me, but she promised that she would come back. I remember asking her, why do you need to study in America when there are millions of schools here in the Philippines? I was always clinging to her promise. I was always looking forward to her return. I had faith that she would come back, and she did. Yeah, wow. That last part about listening to someone's words and trusting them reminded me of Noah trusting whatever God said. It hadn't ever rained before, and he was preaching for 120 years about an unknown concept. He also had to build a boat one and a half football fields long and four stories high. Everyone around Noah made fun of him and said to others that he had gone crazy, but he didn't let others' judgment become his own. He had faith in God, no matter what others said. Pretty pretty cool dude, if you ask me. I honestly wish that I could have that kind of faith and commitment. And like it says in Hebrews 11:7, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became... Heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. (laughs) Noah's story is pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of sad that he was made fun of. 
So my challenge for all of us is that this week, find a situation where you had faith in God and trusted him. It doesn't have to be really big. It could just be that you lost something, like your keys or your glasses, and you trusted God to keep it safe or that you would find it. The way Noah demonstrated faith in his story makes me feel closer to God. Near my God to thee, nearer to thee, even though it be a cross that raiseth me. Yeah, and God wants us to be near, God wants to be near to us. So as the choir sings, near my God to thee, God to thee, I invite you all to draw near to him as well.
If you still have track of your bulletin, you can pull it out. The story that's printed on the front in Mark chapter 10 is easily, easily in the top five stories in the gospel narrative that has impacted my life. When I began to realize that what Jesus was doing there is to the best of what he had to offer, a word picture of what it is to be a disciple of his. It's that moment where the disciples are doing what they think being a disciple is, managing things, running interference for Jesus, making sure that people behave, all of those things. And in that moment, Jesus said, guys, guys, whoa, 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 stop. If you want to be a disciple of mine, then be someone who would bring kids to me so that I can touch them and bless them. Like it's that moment in Mark 10 where Jesus says, let's make this really simple, what church is supposed to be. A place where kids can come so Jesus can bless them. So here's a question, and no pressure. This isn't a test, none of that. But I'm curious, all of you who are under 16... Be honest in this moment. I'm going to ask you a question for a hand raising. This is like a church survey thing. Anyone under 16, how many of you knew that the words appear on your bulletin every week, a place to belong and a place to grow? Any of y'all know that was on there? Raise them high because we're really proud of you for knowing that. Good. So I'd like for you to see the percentage of young people or the percentage of our church that knows on our bulletin, front and center, is a place to belong and to grow. But I guarantee you that every young person in here knows how it feels to either belong or to grow. I know moments when I was your guys' age that I walked into church and I felt like, man, these are my people. And then there were moments where I was like, oops. Like, sorry, sorry. Sorry. And I believe that Jesus wants church to always be the moments where you feel that you belong, that you feel that it's a place that you can grow, which is the reality that we are all aren't there yet. Amen? Like it's the reality that we're growing with you. And it's our responsibility as a church to say, we can print this thing on the bulletin until we're blue in the face, but until it feels that way among us, we aren't really the disciples that Jesus calls us to be. And so I want to close this morning by reading that story. It's under the, today's focus. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them, and, and when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them, 
for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the little children in his arms and placed his hands on them and blessed them. And I imagine that the after-meeting meeting with Jesus and the close circle of followers, Jesus took that moment and was just like, guys, 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 listen, listen, listen. Any place where I am must be a place where people can belong and where they can grow. That's, that's what I came for. Paradise Church family, let's be followers of Jesus. Young people, thank you for leading us into that. Jesus said, that's what you'll do. You'll lead us into being who Jesus has called us to be. And we as the older people, by the way, anecdotal, anyone in the scope of eternity is young. But, amen. But seriously, you guys will lead us. And we want to follow because your relationship with Jesus is what Jesus says he wants ours to be like. We want this to be a place where you belong and where you can grow because we want to belong too. And it's no newsflash to you, but adults need to grow a little too. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for being the arms wide open, welcoming Savior who said, listen, I want where I am to be where you are also. So you came to be with us and to paint the picture we have highlighted today of a Savior who is welcoming and who longs to bless children. Jesus, we dedicate ourselves as a school and a church to this again today. Help us be a place where kids can belong and grow and where we sense your loving presence in our own lives, speaking those words of comfort that we can belong in you and grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen.